Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today is Monday, which means we are bringing you Sticky Money Monday, a weekly advice column where you give us a sticky money situation that you're in, whether your partner owes you money, your friend is asking you to fork out for her wedding, or your flatmate just keeps stealing your oat milk. We are here to give you our unsolicited, unfiltered, and frankly, unhinged advice. You are joined today by a retired nice girl sim, and with me is expert, mean friend Sonia. The friend who tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Today we have a great, very sticky, as I mentioned, story. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about this one. Dear Sim and Sonia, I'm a 29-year-old living and working in South Africa. I've discovered your podcast a few weeks ago, and to say I've fallen in love with financial literacy is a understatement. I've opened up a retirement annuity over five years ago with a provider that shall not be named, and this was assigned by a financial advisor. I was told it was good to have an RA. Now, for those listening at home, think of it almost like a retirement fund in South Africa. So I opened one with a provider that seemed the most legitimate, most established, and I didn't really look into the nitty gritty of fees. Fast forward a couple of years, I have three policies with them, a three in capitals, for emphasis, policies with them, all encouraged by this financial advisor. It's a retirement annuity tax-free investment account and life insurance. So the issue is, I've been listening to financial literacy content for about a year, but never really thought to scrutinize my policy. And I realized I'm paying between four to five percent in fees this entire time for the retirement account. And on top of that, paying transaction fees for reducing or stopping any monthly contributions or if I want to transfer to another provider. After bringing this up with her financial advisor, she kind of said that she wanted to move elsewhere. And to sum it up, they basically went on a spiel about how far we've come, how she's like a daughter to her. She has her best interests at heart and how she shouldn't disturb the growth of her retirement account by transferring elsewhere. She has brought up moving three times and every single time her financial advisor goes on the same tangent, I do try to avoid conflict. So even like asking this of her is a big deal. I don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't want her to hate me. Well, Sonia, did you write this? And make the transfer difficult. I did manage to wriggle my way out of the life insurance, but that was a small fish compared to the other two bigger policies. Apart from this, I feel like I'm pretty good at saving and investing, and I don't want the freaking fees to derail my financial progress. Any advice, please help. For anyone that zoned out, because fair enough, you know, and I know not everyone's listening at home with a notepad. Some of you are driving, some of you are like cleaning, like, you know, running, good for you. In summary, she is with a financial advisor who set up a retirement account for her, has been there for three years, realized it's really expensive, wants to get out, and the financial advisor seems to almost be like emotionally blackmailing her to stay. There are so many parts to this situation that I want to go in layers. Now, for those of you who don't know, I have an insurance background and I am a little bit high maintenance about the policies that I have. I have even, you know, read through my parents' insurance documentation and their retirement funds. I think it is so important to know what you have. This listener that wrote to us is saying that she realized that she's been making a mistake because she didn't read like the policies in too much detail. Whereas like the fees are not a secret. They would come up multiple times in, in policies when you first agree to it, when you first sign up. And 
So on one hand, I do commend her for recognizing that it is partly on her for not realizing this sooner and when she signed up. But on the other hand, when you have a financial advisor that you trust, in my opinion, they're supposed to be walking you through this, you know? I think advisors get a little bit of a bad reputation when... I guess sometimes people just think that they're in it for the money and they sign people up for policies that is going to get them the best commission or the best return on their end rather than actually getting to know them and personalizing the advice that they're giving. So they might not need X amount of policies. They might just need one, but they want to recommend like the most expensive one or like 10 policies, even though you don't need it. I think it is a financial advisor's responsibility to take you through that step by step. So I get on one hand that you're taking responsibility for not reading your documents. I think everyone should, even if you do have an advisor. But on the other hand, I think even before going into the emotional manipulation side of things, I think she should have taken the time to um, go through that with her. And I don't think that's asking for too much. What are your initial thoughts? I just am so overwhelmed like I cannot understand like how it must feel because there's just so many moving parts to this like on one hand she's got some policies with them on the other hand she doesn't want to be with them on the third hand maybe it's the right decision to stay on the like fourth hand her advisor is like no you're like a daughter to me like that's so many things to consider it's not like the fees suck I'm out or I'm in it's like well, the fees might suck, but you might have like really good returns and da da da. I just want to say like one thing and one thing only to the beginning part of this, which was about she did start off with a company that seemed legitimate and seemed established. She just didn't look into the nitty gritty. I wouldn't like blame yourself and be like, well, I made my choice. Like I've made my bed. This is where I have to lay for the rest of my life. Like that's ridiculous. You're only 29. I think this advisor started working with you when you weren't as financially literate as you are now. You've said that you've spent the past year engaging in more, you know, money content and you know a little bit better now, which is why you went to read the policies in the first place and why you want to get out and why you did have some luck getting out of the life insurance policy. I think as you grow and as your maybe your direction in life, you have different views and perspectives, that advisor isn't always going to be the right person for you. And it sounds like they didn't take the time to even properly educate you with your policies anyway. I get that she thinks that she's like a daughter to this advisor, but I feel like that's a red flag. Bringing it up once it's a huge red flag. It's like bringing up once and they say that that's uncomfortable twice the third time. Are you joking? Like you've gone back the third time to be like, Hey, I personally do not want to work with you anymore. I need to get my accounts or like the policies that I have with you out. And she's saying that it it is emotionally manipulative to say that to your client who clearly does not want to work with you anymore. Yeah. Don't let her guess like you sis, like you are being manipulated and because you've had verbal conversations and she's had this opportunity to kind of weasel her way out of the conversation and pressure you to stay or like not engage in the conversation any longer I would write to her in an email and just state the reasons why you want to leave and maybe like a signed document 
and be like, hey, I've tried to have this conversation with you a few times. I'm going to write it out and put it in writing and start a paper trail. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone, and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. If there is one thing Sonia and I love more than, I don't know, investing, it is paper trails. Paper trails and timestamps. I think it is such a great piece of advice because you're right. Someone saying that verbally is so messed up, but write that in an email and suddenly it has like 10 times more like, whoa, that's not okay to say. Think about it in any other industry, like in our industry. So we work with like our clients that I guess sponsors for the, for the podcast. Imagine if we were like, hey, shop back, don't leave us. You're like a father to us. You're like a mother to us. Like, I know that you want to move on or like whatever, like, I know you're not happy. Like, imagine how that would come across. They'd be like, Simran from Girls That Invest is deranged and we will never interact with her again and like remove our branding off everything. Like, you, it just wouldn't work. Yeah, I get that it is upsetting to an advisor to lose a client if you feel like you do have that relationship with them, but clearly she does not feel the same way and you need to get a grip. Like honestly, like she is saying to you point blank period that she doesn't want to work with you anymore. Like my ego could never, I'd be like, yep, cool. That's Sounds good. I'll help you like transfer your your accounts, you know? Do you think that maybe there is some element of this financial advisor, you know, seeing this financial literacy increase and go, wow, like she used to be 26 at one point. She was such like a little spring chicken and now she's so financially literate and I'm so proud of her and I want to like help her grow and succeed and it's coming from a good place. Or do you think it is like purposefully red flaggy? I think it is red flaggy because clearly it doesn't mean too much to the client who's gone back a second time, who's gone back a third time. Like if she's running the same spiel, then clearly what she's saying does not have the impact of, or like it doesn't come across that she has good intentions. It's just making her feel uncomfortable. It's almost as if like the person that wrote to us, our listener, is just so uncomfortable and like I don't even want to deal with this right now or go through this battle I'll leave it for now but she still sits with this every single day that she's putting money into something or working with someone that she doesn't want to I wanted to ask you because there was a part in it in her spiel to get her to stay she was like I'm glad you brought that up because I do want to address that so there's two ways of moving over your retirement accounts no matter where 
in the world you are. You could be in a UK retirement fund, you could be in a New Zealand one, in a South African one. It's all the same. There's two ways of doing it, right? You could either sell all of your retirement investments and start from scratch in a new account. And in that case, I do agree with the advisor. You should not pull your money out when the stock market is low, as it is right now. But in some countries, you have the option to take the investments that you have. Like, let's say I have, for simplicity's sake, just $1,000 in Apple. I could either, like in the first scenario, sell them all off, take the $1,000 and then rebuy Apple shares with my next provider. But then I've lost, you know, all my gains or, or solidified my losses. Or with a new provider, I can transfer those 1,000 Apple shares or $1,000 worth of Apple shares to another provider. So I haven't made or lost my investments. I've just transferred them into a different bank or a different company. If that second thing is still available, then I don't think it's fair to say you're disturbing the growth by transferring. The less you sell your investments and the less you move them around and put them into different investments, like let's say I sell my 1000 Apple shares and go, you know what, now that I have this money, I might choose Microsoft instead. Like that's going to put you perhaps on a different trajectory than where you were on. And I think that's so fair enough because she is her advisor. So she knows her goals, she knows her experiences, and she might be worried that like the next person might not be able to pick that up. But if you can take what you have and transfer them to someone else without disrupting your investments, then that just doesn't weigh up. Yeah. I think if you are that uncomfortable, you've been trying to get out for a while, you do acknowledge that if you can't transfer your funds, you might need to pull out and reinvest to go to maybe a platform that you're more comfortable with the fees, you're more comfortable with the new advisor because you are in a different stage of your life, then write to her and start a paper trail it might not be successful straight away but at least you've got those timestamps there and I also recommend if you can remember the previous appointments that you've had with her just note them down so you've got those timestamps as well to help you if it does start getting uglier in terms of trying to break up with this person and they're not listening in a professional sense because you always have services and like help in your country if a financial advisor is doing you wrong to the point where it's detrimental. Hear me out. This is what you're going to say. Let's call her Sonia. Dear Sonia, thank you so much for your help. <laughs> for the last three years, after the conversations we have had about my unwillingness to continue with this fee structure, I've had a change in circumstance and I'd like to remove myself from X policy and X policy. I also want to acknowledge the conversations that we've had in the past regarding how far we've come together and how I'm like a daughter to you and that you have my best interest at heart. However, from a, a financial point of view, this setting just doesn't suit my current needs and I would like to transfer my funds. If I cannot transfer my funds to another provider, please let me know what the steps are to remove my funds. I really appreciate your time and I wish you all the best. Signed, done. At the end of the day, it's okay if you hurt her feelings. You've said, I kind of want to hurt her feelings. It's okay to hurt a financial advisor's feelings by just leaving. You're not saying she's bad. You're not saying she's done you dirty. You're just saying you don't like the fees. It's not even in her control to have the fees. Just leave and keep this little piece of advice for the rest of your life. She'll move on. She'll be fine. She's got a whole other life 
this is one little thing in her you know experience you're allowed to leave and not feel bad for it well i think that's a good place to wrap up as always if you have any financial advisors that are causing you emotional harm you may be due for compensation i'm kidding just email us send us a little voice note send us a dm at hello at girlsinvest.com and you may just be featured in next week's sticky money story to finish off our disclaimer so girls that invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs we are not financial advisors the advice from girls that invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision advice from girls that invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances always do your research and please use your due diligence